My name is Ashley Sebula, and welcome to the Through Every Season podcast, where we discuss what it's like to be a Christian woman in modern day society. We will dive into the truth, trials, and tribulations that come with having a faith. You're never alone here, and we will help you walk through every season. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Through Every Season podcast. Welcome back. It's the August episode. We're almost done with August. That means we're inching our way closer and closer to fall, which in my opinion, fall in the Midwest is the best season. And a lot of people have varying opinions on when fall starts, besides like the official like calendar day. Nobody really pays attention to that. But (laughs) I'm going to start the podcast off with a really strong opinion. Fall is a feeling. If you want to go ahead and drink the pumpkin spice lattes, go do it. By the time this podcast is out, the Starbucks menu is out, and I'm pretty sure so is the Dunkin' Donuts one. If you want to wear a sweater, go right ahead. You might get heat exhaustion, but that's on you. If you want to put out the pumpkins, put out the pumpkins. Fall is a feeling. It's not a season. All of the summer lovers are literally like exiting the podcast. They're like, yep, nope, that's that, that's not right, Ashley. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping off. <laughs> But anyways, welcome to the August episode where we are featuring my best friend, Michaela Huebner, my best friend of 15 years. We have been best friends since we were in eighth grade, so half of our lives pretty much. And we're so, so close that I honestly consider her to be a sister or family. And I don't have a biological sister. I have a brother, but I don't have a biological sister. And Michaela's an only child, so she doesn't have any siblings. So we are the closest thing that we both have to sisters, pretty much. So in the episode today, we are going to talk about friendship, we're going to talk about boundaries, and we're going to talk about giving grace. And I will add that this is the very first podcast I've done where we've been in person. And so we shared a mic because that's just how we roll on the Every Season podcast right now. So the quality might be a little bit different than the previous two episodes. Just wanted to put that out there. But anyways, let's dive right in. Welcome, Michaela, to the Through Every Season podcast. How does it feel to be on the podcast today? I'm super excited to be here and I'm excited to go through this topic and it'll be a great day. All right. So Michaela and I, as I said in the introduction, we have been best friends for 15 years. So we first became best friends when we were 13, 14 years old in eighth grade, and we're almost 30 now. So I would say that we're pretty qualified to speak on today's topic. And today's topic today is on friendship. And I'll also add, we're also now for probably the past i think it's five years Mm -hmm. we've been long distance best friends too so that makes us extra qualified if you will to speak about to speak about friendship 
But as you know, on the Through Every Season podcast, we start every single podcast with talking about our drink of the day. So Michaela, I'm going to have you talk about your drink of the day. (laughs) So my drink is pretty easy. I am literally just drinking some water, trying to stay hydrated. It's pretty boring. (laughs) So it's been a theme. Well, I guess I've only had two guests on the podcast now that all of my guests are drinking. (laughs) They drink water. (laughs) But... It's very important that Michaela stays stays hydrated. Do you want to tell the podcast why it's important for you to stay hydrated? So I'm currently uh, almost 19 weeks pregnant, so I will be having a baby in January. Yes, so very, very exciting and also very good reason to stay hydrated. But you do stay hydrated drinking out of your fancy schmancy cup that <laughs> everybody has. So tell us about about your cup (laughs) oh goodness i love my stanley this is probably my um i don't even know sixth one maybe (laughs) i don't keep them all i give them away or i i sell them so but this one's my favorite so far it's turquoise and it's very pretty it is very pretty so the creators of stanley if you're listening to this podcast which there's about a 99.9 percent chance that you aren't um, please sponsor this podcast. Yes, please. And give us a free one. <laughs> and give us give us another free um, Stanley Cup. So then Michaela can have seven Stanley Cups. <laughs> so my drink of the day is an iced espresso with Chobani sweet cream creamer. So I got an espresso for Christmas this past year, and now I am obsessed with coffee. This is my second coffee of the day, and I have been trying to decrease the amount of caffeine that I'm having, Um, but we're going to make exceptions for today and ignore the fact that I also said the same thing yesterday, that I wasn't going to have a second cup of coffee, but this is my drink of the day, is my iced espresso with sweet cream Chobani um, coffee creamer, and we're also going to cheers. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cheers to through every season podcast. Our cheers look a lot different nowadays, now that Michaela is pregnant. That is, that is for sure. A lot of things look different now. <laughs> that is right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive in to our topic today of talking about friendship And as we've already said, Michaela and I have been best friends for a long time. And we've gone through a lot of different stages of life together, which means that our friendship in particular has looked different over the years. Wouldn't you say so? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely changed. Oh, yes. So evolved. Yeah, evolved. Evolved Evolved is a good word. And when we were younger or in middle school and high school, we saw each other really most of the time every day, especially during the school year. Um, (laughs) We texted, of course, like literally all the time when we weren't together, hang out on weekends, hang out during the summer. Um, Work together. Oh, we did work together Mm -hmm. at good old Arby's. Mm -hmm. That was one of our first jobs. And they they somehow let us work together. <laughs> I don't know if that was a great choice. But... Their mistake, not ours. <laughs> we had a lot uh, of fun. We did have a lot of fun. 
And we even um, have very fond memories of passing notes in eighth grade science class. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. Obviously, now we, we don't do that. And then we went to college. So, in college, we actually went to the same university. Mm-hmm. And then freshman year, we didn't live together. No, but second semester was like you lived with me. Yeah, second semester, <laughs> I kind of lived with her, probably drove her roommate crazy. That's okay. But that's okay. She's probably not listening to this podcast. And um, yeah, I lived at home my first year of college. And so I commuted because I lived about like 30-ish minutes away from campus. And it was just a way to save money that first year and then not have to pay for dorms. But then Michaela lived in a dorm. Mm -hmm. We had a really bad winter, the winter of 2014. So I did end up staying the night quite a bit during all of that snow that we got. Mm -hmm. And then our second year of college through our fourth year of college, so sophomore through senior year, we lived together. Not just us together, but we also had... For part of it, we had two roommates, and then mm-hmm. for the last year, we had we had one other roommate, mm-hmm. and we were also in the same sorority too. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. We spent college. a lot of time together, and then uh, when we graduated from college, we moved. We both moved out of West Lafayette because we went to Purdue University, and Michaela, you had moved back home to mm-hmm. Warren County. And then I had moved to the north side of Indianapolis, Indiana, and I lived there for one year. And I would say things really didn't feel like they changed much that first year. We really saw each other all the time still. Yeah. I mean, nothing really changed. No, not much had changed. And sometimes you would also come up in Indianapolis and visit me. And where I lived in Indianapolis was in Castleton area. Mm-hmm. So I was around, I think I had like two or three malls in like a 10-minute ten, ten span. So if you know Michaela Hubner, you know that that's like her favorite thing is to go shopping. So oh, yeah. She thought that that was the prime location. <laughs> it was wonderful. We could go shopping every weekend. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And then, so that was 2017 mm-hmm. slash 2018. And then in 20, summer of 2018, I, and then my now husband, Justin, we moved to the Columbus, Ohio area. He took an extra year of school and he was getting his first job in the Columbus or central Ohio area. And then I ended up moving to and ended up relocating and then also changing jobs after my first year too. And Justin and I still live here um, in the Columbus, Ohio area. We've been here for five years now. And I would say when I moved, that was probably when things changed the most just because naturally when you relocate, um, you have different living situations or different environments. Things change, your routines change, and also like your relationships or your friendships change too. But I would say, regardless of me living about probably about five hours away, mm-hmm. depending on how fast you drive on I 70, <laughs> you know, give or take, or how many wrecks there are, yeah, you know. That is for sure. Road up construction. In the air. Yeah, road construction on I 70, you know, 
be like I-70 and never stop working on yourself with the construction. <laughs> but um, so we live five hours away from each other. So things just look a little bit different now. And we both have, you know, full-time jobs. Um, I'm married <laughs> too. We got a baby on the way. And we got a baby in the way. <laughs> so we just have a lot of changes that have occurred over the years, over the span of 15 years, which I would say is very natural mm-hmm. for a friendship. You know, life stuff happens. How would you say our friendship has changed over the years? Not in like a negative or like a positive way, just in the general sense. I mean, I would say that it's it's changed in the ways that like we still communicate every day. Mm-hmm. We just don't see each other as often. Like, I feel like not, I don't know. We've just evolved with each other. And yeah. like, I mean, we're going through different life things happening and we're there for each other and we support each other. And I mean, we still talk every day and it's just, we don't see each other every day. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would mm-hmm. say that's the main thing. And for people who are in long distance friendships or maybe you're about ready to be in a long distance friendship, maybe you are going to different colleges from your best friend maybe you're moving away different cities different states heck different countries Mm -hmm. i would say that the biggest advice from me and and then i don't know about you and i'll have you give your input is if you're wanting to continue your long distance friendship to be very intentional just with keeping up Mm -hmm. with with them um, I think it's actually pretty impressive of Michaela and I that we talk so much. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because <laughs> I will I will admit, um, I have friends that I love them so dearly. Like, they, they mean so much to me. But I'm definitely not in the habit of keeping up with them every day. Yeah. I just try to make it like a habit. You know, in the mornings, I text my mom and my grandma every morning. So I try to make sure that, like, I text Ashley, too. Or I Snapchat or just make sure in some ways we are communicating every day. And if we haven't that day and we miss a day, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What did I miss? Like, how was work? What's going on? So we try to keep up on all aspects. Yes. And I, and I think that it definitely helps a lot because then you, like, we get together and it feels like we haven't missed any time. Like we can just pick up white where we left off. So that's the best advice that we can get is make a habit of just staying in touch. It doesn't have to be like you have to have a two-hour phone call. Michaela does not like talking on the phone. No, I'm not a a phone (laughs) talker. I'm more of a texter. Unless there's like a really long story for me to tell you and I don't want to text it all out to you, then I will call you on the phone. But other than that, yeah types of friends that you can have in your life or that you might have in different seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when you're younger, I feel like this is more likely to happen. Um, Codependent friendships. So what I consider to be a codependent friendship is when you, your identity is also in that other person or everything that you do, everything that you think, everything that you say has to be revolved around that other person. A a codependent 
friendship. And I feel like when you're, when you're younger, like maybe like your high school or maybe even college too, depending mm-hmm. on like what the situation is, I feel like that's more likely to happen because you're just more naturally around the other person. Like proximity definitely plays a factor into that. But codependent relationships or codependent friendships can be really, really toxic too. And they can definitely create an unhealthy environment. What's kind of your take on like codependent friendships? Yeah. So my, so I don't remember them so much um, in college as I do in my adult life. I've had a friendship that was very codependent and I realized it once they had moved in with me and I was just like, Oh, this is, this is not good. Um, It just, you have to, it can become a very unhealthy situation and you just have to work around it and try to create healthy boundaries with that person because, I mean, you obviously want to be their friend, but they can just be too much and it can be, it can be damaging to you. Yeah, it can definitely hurt your friendship too because, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about boundaries a little bit later, but a lot of times the biggest thing that's lacking in a codependent friendship is boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's important for everybody to have their boundaries with the different people in their life. And when you don't have that barrier to kind of protect like your mental health and like your well-being, it's just going to be a detriment in the end end to both of you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, Codependent friendships is definitely a type of friendship that many people find themselves in at some point in their life and to kind of bounce off of codependent friendships because another type of friendship and i kind of coined this term myself maybe other people use the phrase too are all or nothing friends Mm -hmm. and all or nothing friends again i feel like it's easier to have those friendships when you're younger and you have more time Mm -hmm. and you're around each other more Those friendships might last longer when you're in that environment, when you have more time and you have more energy to give. When you're older, like, I mean, Michaela and I, you know, we got full-time jobs. She's got a baby on the way. I'm, I'm married. I'm getting ready to have kids too. And we live five hours away. All or nothing friendships, really hard to maintain. So what I mean by an all or nothing friendship, those are friendships where Again, it's all or nothing where in order to be friends with them, you have to do all of the things. You got to spend all weekends Mm -hmm. together. You got to go to all the events together. You have to spend all your time together. You got to talk every day. It's like all of your energy that you have to give to another person that you're in some sort of relationship with has to go into that friend or even maybe group of friends. Mm -hmm. So, Michaela, what's kind of your take on all or nothing friendships because I feel like I haven't had really any all or nothing friendships in my life but I know that it's been a conversation that we've had recently yeah so I've I remember you now you talking about this I remember like in high school I mean there was a couple friends we had that they were they, they had to do everything with us and they wanted to be together every weekend but when we were that age we wanted to be with them too you didn't want to be sitting at home doing nothing you know 
So you didn't want to hang out with your parents when you were a teenager. No. So, so it was fine and it worked and you know, it was great. Um, but now, you know, those types of friendships just don't work. I mean, you have things that come up, you have life events that you just can't make stuff. Things happen and those friends just don't get it. And it's hard to keep those friendships because they just don't, they won't, they don't think it's okay. Even if you miss one thing. I agree. And that reminds me at my first job, like my main boss at my first job right out of college, she told us a story about an all or nothing friend that she had. And it always stuck with me. And it was that they were in, she had a law background once upon a time and they were in law school together. And she had a friend that she was really good friends with that she was in law school with. The, my former boss, she had a family, even when she was going through law school, she was married and the friend didn't have a family. She didn't have kids. Mm -hmm. So every single evening, you know, after they're done with school, you know, you get done with dinner, the friend would want to spend hours and hours on the phone together. She wanted the emotional support, you know, going through law Mm -hmm. school and stuff. Yeah, that's stressful. I mean, I will never go to law school or (laughs) never attended law school or don't Mm -hmm. plan on it. But I, from what I've heard, it's really stressful. So she wanted that emotional support, which at its core isn't bad, but it started interfering with my former boss's life. I mean, she had less time that she was able to spend with her children, giving them time and giving them attention, less time to do housework, less time to be with her husband. And finally, she said that, you know, I can't be on the phone right now. Like I have a family and I have kids. And the other person said, well, you just don't want to be there for me. And then they stopped being friends all because my former boss was trying to set a boundary. And she also said back then, because this was probably like in the earlier 2000s or even 90s at the time where she was telling the story, they only had the cord phones. So then (laughs) it was even more difficult to talk on the phone because she had to stay like within the distance of the phone hanging up on the wall or like the cord on the phone. So it was even more limiting. Where now we have like AirPods and like. You can get stuff done while you're talking on the phone. Yeah, you can get stuff done. But back then you couldn't. Mm -hmm. But it just goes to show that all or nothing friendships also lack boundaries too. And Mm -hmm. like when you try to establish that boundary, they're like, all right, I'm in the road, Jack. (laughs) I'm I'm leaving. They're just done. They They don't understand and they don't like it. No, they don't like it at all. Another type of friend too that I think, I think that this could happen in all different stages of your life, but I feel like where we're at right now and maybe like in college and like Mm post-grad, I can see these friendships happening too, are good time friends. Mm. And good time friends, what I mean by good time friends those are the friends that you have a lot of fun with. Like you're going to go to the bars with, maybe you're going to go to a party with them. Maybe you're going out and doing all the fun things and they're there for all of that. But when you're going through hard times in your life, they're not the friend that's going to be there for you because they were only there for the good times. Mm -hmm. What's your kind of input on those types of friends? You know, I never really like 
I'm sitting here thinking through like friendships <laughs> that I've had that are good time friends. Welcome to therapy. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I think I've experienced it a couple times. Um, in my adult life, I can think of like one specific situation where, you know, they we had fun. We went to the bars. We did all this fun stuff. And, and now they're, I don't talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. they're just, they're not around unless I want to go party and stuff, which obviously I'm not doing now. Um, <laughs> they're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I hear a lot of people talk about good time friends mm-hmm. and you hear so much people will say, you'll find out who your friends are when you're pregnant or you're going to find out who your friends are yep. after you have your kid. Yep. It's so true. Which it, it, it's really sad. And I'll, I'll say this. If you've gone through that, maybe you're currently pregnant. Maybe you're getting ready to have a baby. Maybe in the past you you've lost people when you've transitioned into parenthood and you're still holding on to that hurt. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's completely okay to, to be hurt by that situation, but just know that God removed them from your life for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. I totally believe in that one. Oh yeah. Sometimes people are only meant to be in our lives for certain seasons. Mm -hmm. And even though it's hurtful, we have to know that it's for a reason. On a positive note of pregnancy and friendships, I will say that like one specific friend I really wasn't that close with and I got pregnant and now we talk like a lot, not all the time, but we talk more than we did. And like, we plan things together and like, even I've got some family that it's the same way. Like I, I talk to them more than I ever did. So, I mean, there's, there's good things too. Oh yeah, there definitely is. You know, sometimes God takes people out of our lives, but he also like puts people in it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's it's all strategic and it's all meant to be that way. But yeah, sometimes good things can come from removing some people in our lives or people leaving and then it leaves more room for other people to come in, I think. Yeah, for sure. On another topic, I know we've we've kind of talked about some kind of toxic friendships or friendships that usually don't have the longevity. But sometimes it's okay to end friendships or to love. I like to say love people from afar. Mm -hmm. So friendships ending. I know myself, I would say there's really only been one friendship that ended that really hurt me like it felt like a breakup I really do think that obviously most of the time friendships are a different type of relationship than like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. but I think the breakups honestly I think that they're worse Mm -hmm. I, I, I thought that this was worse than any like romantic breakup so the friendship that I had that ended there was never like a conversation like we're not going to be friends anymore. We just kind of drifted apart. And it was just kind of apparent from that, that the friendship just had naturally kind of ended. I would say that me and this person though, 
we still are on good terms. I check in with them every now and again. I always hold like a place for them that if they ever wanted to restart the friendship, it's open. Like the door is always open for them. It's just kind of in in their court, if you will. So for me, that is a friendship breakup that really stood out of my life. Now, I have had a couple other, I guess you could call them friendship breakups that I've had because, again, like I've had different friends that aren't like Michaela where they've lasted like all the seasons that did end in different ways. And I think that some friendship breakups, it's not that we're going to stay, you know, civil, we're going to stay on good terms. Sometimes you end friendships because they are toxic environments and God will tell you this person's no longer meant to be in your life or he'll set up situations where he removes them out of your life. Um, Michaela, for you, on ending friendships, what do you think are reasons why somebody might end a friendship or it's a situation where, okay, maybe we should end the friendship because these things are happening. Yeah. It can be just unhealthy boundaries or no boundaries at all. I mean, it can go back to like the all or nothing friends. I mean, if they're a friend that just can't understand that you can't be there all the time for them. And I mean, you want to be there as much as you can, but I mean, sometimes you have, you have your own life and you have things going on. And so I think that's an instance, you know, yeah, where where it ends. Yeah, boundaries. I think that's a reason why a lot of friendships mm-hmm. end. Um, I know before, well, we were living together. You were kind of home for the summer. But mm-hmm. I had a friend that she was kind of actually, now that I think about it, she was kind of an all or nothing friend mm-hmm. to a large extent. Mm-hmm. And she, and it wasn't just with me, with other people that we kind of had in our mutual circle, she really lacked boundaries. And she had kind of, in a way, kind of coerced herself into living with me during the summer. And we also worked at the same job at the time. And I had to end the friendship because this person had no boundaries. And it was one thing when we weren't living together because you naturally have a boundary if you're not living together, mm-hmm. like you're not around each other. Like you got your own places where you're sleeping at night. You got your own house. You got your own space. That's a natural mm-hmm. boundary. Yeah. But when we lived together, it was like the floodgates opened mm-hmm. and I realized that this person had absolutely no boundaries and honestly, kind of a little bit of a lack of respect mm-hmm. too. And it became very apparent from the living situations changing and we had to end the friendship because it was no longer healthy. Mm-hmm. What are some takeaways that you've had from some of the friendships that you've had to end? I would say, so one friendship in particular, um, I was going to church and I just, you know, felt from God that he was leading me in a direction and that direction was not with that, with that friend anymore. And so I, um, chose to distance myself from that, that friend and eventually just that we don't, we don't talk anymore. Nothing bad happened. It's just, 
we just don't talk and you know the door's open like you said Mm -hmm. i mean we could be friends again but yeah i would say listen if god is telling you something listen to him i mean he he sees things that you don't see Mm -hmm. and so sometimes he's seeing things and he needs to tell you hey you know i don't think that's a a good relationship for you to be in exactly or i always like to use the phrase he hears conversations we don't Mm -hmm. so sure a lot of times it's out of protection Mm -hmm. from for us or sometimes you know it could be protection for the other person too that maybe just together the two of you or a group of you just aren't healthy for one another where you can't grow as individuals Mm -hmm. like you should be together as a group Mm -hmm. or i mean I believe that sometimes God prunes us from other people because we're not going to serve that person at that time. Like with my friendship that ended, that was really hurtful. I really do. As I reflect back on that and where I was at that point in time and where this person was with their life, they were going through a lot of growth and a lot of change. And I think where I was at that point in life wasn't serving them for where they were. And I do think that God pruned me from their life. And it was, oh gosh, that was hurtful. It took me several years to to honestly get over that. I don't know if you realize, realize that, how hurtful that was. No, I did not. But I can see it. I mean, you know. And it's hard, you know. Sometimes you, you have friendships and, like, you thought that that person was going – to be there for, you know, the rest of your life or a long time. And you, you never knew that it, things were going to end. And sometimes it's hard just to move on, but, but you have to, and it, it, it comes with time, you know, time, time heals wounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm at peace with it now in my life. But I would say for a few years, I was honestly kind of resentful mm-hmm. because I didn't understand what I had done or why wasn't it good enough to be this person's friend or what was wrong with me. And I don't know this other person's point of view. They could see things completely differently than me. I don't know. We've never had a conversation about it, but it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. But what I'm getting at is it was it was for a reason. Ways to end a friendship in a Christ-like way. Now I'm sure that Everybody has had situations where you just blow up and it ends, it ends in a fight. Maybe when we're um, less mature and maybe mm-hmm. we're, we're younger, maybe we're like in high school or something. I don't know. Maybe even now. I don't know. But <laughs> those are not the best ways to, to end friendships. Understandable that sometimes in life that that happens. But we've talked a lot about how it kind of naturally happens just when you kind of distance one another and things just kind of naturally fade off or they're naturally end. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done this before, but I've heard other people talk about it, but having conversations about ending friendships. Have you ever had a conversation where you're just like, I think that we should take a, a step away from each other. Not worded that way, but hey, maybe we're not the best for one another at this point in time. Kind of sounds like a breakup when I worded it that way. <laughs> um, it's not me, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> or not you, it's me, sorry. 
I mean, I'm trying to think through, like, because I've had, I feel like a lot of friendships, like, just come and go. Friendships mm-hmm. that are just meant for one season and things yeah. like that. Um, I guess one in particular I, I did, I, I was ready to, like, step back and just, and, and not be friends for a while. I was still there at a distance if needed, but I, I wanted to step back and they very clearly did not like my decision and mm-hmm. and were very upset and and it just it did not go well at all and and to this day we i mean we talk but not not very much not very often so. i bet that was a hard conversation it was to and, have. and i really didn't want to have the conversation but i felt it was needed and and sometimes it's needed and sometimes it's not I feel like sometimes you can naturally just distance yourself and, and uh-huh. you know, it is what it is. But sometimes that conversation is needed. And it's hard. I mean, it's like it's like a breakup. It, I mean, it really is. And if you feel that at this point in your life, maybe you have somebody on your mind where you're thinking, I really need to end this friendship or there something's got to give because things just aren't working and again, I haven't gone through this situation. I don't think I've ever had like a conversation with somebody where we ended a friendship that way. But my advice from things that I could have done maybe in my earlier years is to always approach it in a kind way where you aren't placing all the blame on that person. So it's not a you, 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 you did this conversation. It's talking about both of you. It's a we situation. It's not, it probably wasn't a one person friendship. It's not just you having a friendship with your reflection in the mirror. It takes two to tango. So talking about it as a we situation. So that way you're not putting all of this blame on this other person because it what it boils down to is you probably weren't perfect either. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it takes two to tango. It's not a one-way street. Yeah. It's a two-way street. But you have had that conversation. So what would be your advice to people if they're wanting to have a conversation like that with somebody in their life? I mean, like you said, just don't put it all on that person, you know. It's both of you in the relationship. You both did stuff wrong and you have to recognize that and, and you have to say that you can't place all the blame on them. And, and, you know, and, and when you put it that way, I think it can go in a more positive direction and the conversation can go a lot better. I think so, too. And also leaving the door open and letting that person know that, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, I'm here to support you. And I truly do wish you the best in life. That person might not want to hear that yeah. at that point in time. They might be angry and think, oh, well, whatever. Or maybe it was a really harmful situation where you can't leave that door open. I, I'm sure there are a few situations in life maybe where things were dangerous for you. And, of course, approach those situations with caution and in a different way. But when it comes to, you know, situations that aren't physically harmful to you yeah. – <laughs> I think just letting them know, you know, if you really need something, the door is there. I'll be there to support you. helps too. And as we've talked about multiple, multiple times, boundaries are really important. Mm -hmm. And 
I feel like I see like on social media, like TikToks and stuff, people talk about boundaries a lot now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really – I don't remember like in younger years, maybe especially before social media was as big as it is now, people like talking about boundaries. No, I don't either. But with like the prevalence of like people talking about things like like mental health and stuff, I feel like people more are just talking about, about boundaries. But – the Bible actually encourages us to have boundaries. When you approach things in a Christ-like way, especially with friendships, the Bible doesn't say be a doormat and let people walk all over you, or you have to be a hundred percent available to anybody at absolutely any point in time. I mean, it does not say that anywhere in the Bible. I can tell you that much. What it says in Proverbs, in Proverbs 25, 17, it says, and when you find a friend, don't outwear your welcome. Show up at all hours and he'll soon get fed up. So even God says, hey, you need boundaries with people. And he also says, hey, be a good friend and don't, don't cross boundaries with others. So just know that even if you're having to put up boundaries, don't feel guilty for those boundaries. It, it's okay to put them in place in order to protect you, protect other people, and then protect your relationships with others as well. I think the biggest thing that I've learned with friendship changing over the years is lowering my expectations. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, people can't, they have their own lives. They can't, they can't always be there and they, when they need to be, sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even within my own friendships, I feel like I've learned this maybe the most within the last maybe year or two, just as more of our friends, even that we've had, like they've kind of evolved in their own life and like entered like different phases in their lives too. I would find myself almost like resentful if somebody wasn't answering my text messages Mm -hmm. or they weren't answering my Snapchats or I felt like, oh, well, they just never, never talked to me. I was finding myself almost resentful and feeling like unsatisfied in that friendship or those friendships. And I kind of had to reflect back on myself and, and realize that I had too high of expectations and I was holding unrealistic expectations for other people Mm -hmm. and I really did like I had to reflect internally and being like you know what I'm not being fair because I wouldn't want somebody to get mad at me because I felt like I couldn't give them what they needed at that point in time because I had other stuff like life stuff happening yeah I feel like I can relate to that a lot because Mm -hmm. I like feel like some people just don't answer my texts and I'm like what the heck why are you answering (laughs) but then again you on the flip side of that I do the same thing. It's like I need to give them, you know, some grace. And- oh yeah, I started. I started realizing that with myself <laughs> that I wasn't. I started where I wasn't answering people all the time. Or sometimes like if I'm really anxious or I have like a lot going on and my mind is just so cluttered with my to-do list, mm-hmm. I feel like I can't answer a text message because I'm not in the capacity to be able to hold up a conversation yeah. or to answer them. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Ashley. If you can't even, like, do that yourself, should you really expect that of other people? Yeah. yeah you you got to lower your, lower your expectations because if you have such high expectations for other people, people in your life will do nothing but disappoint you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's kind of on you because you're holding unrealistic expectations. And you know what? I've been mm-hmm. like that in my life. <laughs> 
I fully, we call ourselves out here on the Through Every Season podcast. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we admit when we're wrong. Yes. And it is okay to do that. And as we discussed, boundaries are good. Keep boundaries in place. And on, in terms of communication, I had to do this with a friend once where this friend was going through a, a lot in life. They, they had a lot happening. They were kind of like in emotional turmoil. And they were calling me late at night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was an emergency. And this person absolutely needed something. But also if it's an emergency that you feel like you have to contact people, call 911 first. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But it wasn't that situation is what I'm getting at. It wasn't a life or death situation. It was just that this person was needing support And we had already talked about these things during the day when, you know, it was more appropriate time to talk. Mm -hmm. And what I had to do was I had to learn what do not disturb is on my phone and set a time where I receive notifications and at times when I don't because I was also feeling guilty about it too because I felt like I had to keep myself available 24-7 for this person because they needed me. Mm -hmm. But – but really neat is that they didn't exactly need me. You know, they could breathe, they could eat, you know, they were alive, they were physically safe and for the most part, mentally safe too. It was just that I had to put a boundary in place because I can't, you know, I have a full-time job on, on a Monday night. I can't be up till the wee hours of the morning talking with the person when I'd already you know, spent time talking with them during, during regular hours. So those boundaries with communication, I think are really important with friendships too, because in today's society, we're a lot more available than we were 10, 15, 20 years ago. I forget how long phones have been around. <laughs> it's iPhones, especially. I remember when I got my first phone. <laughs> Do we remember when I got my, yeah. I think I had a track phone. I think I got it like when I was 13, but even on track phones, you know, we still weren't as available as we are now with all the different means of communication. So I feel like in terms of communication, yeah, boundaries are very important nowadays. So that way you don't feel that you're stretching yourself too thin for other people. What are some boundaries that you've had in terms of like communication boundaries with people? Oh, so I've had to... I, I need time to myself sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to have that. And so I think it's very important to have those set on your phone. You know, they got the focus things, mm-hmm. turning those mm-hmm. on. I have certain people set that can go through and they can contact me during those times. But I mean, there's some people that, you know, you just need that time to, to process your own thoughts and, and stuff like that. Um, another thing you talking about boundaries, I was thinking about this. So, um, tracking um, has been a big thing. People oh, being able to track you and find stuff. friends. That Life three hundred yes, and sixty Snapchat, I think, has that mm-hmm. map or something. Yeah, and so I have been always been a very open person about people mm-hmm. tracking me. You know, I think it makes me feel safer. Um, and I have had friends take advantage of the tracking, and and I feel bad, but I have to turn it off. Like I just they'll ask me where I'm at or what I'm doing or why I'm where I'm at. And it's like, why are you constantly looking at my location? 
She yeah. <laughs> I've had people, not with me, because I don't share my location with a lot of people, um, partially because, one, I kind of forget that, that that's a thing sometimes on iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly forget about Find My Friends <laughs> a lot of the time. But I've heard other people talk about how tracking other people's locations actually like gave them intense anxiety mm-hmm. and they were becoming almost too controlling of that other person whether that is a friendship or or a relationship too it definitely boils over into like romantic relationships as well yes but sure. yeah that's kind of crazy yeah feeling like somebody is like tracking you it, all the time watching like your every move mm-hmm. yeah it is one thing it, i mean a friendship to do it i just feel like it's out it's just it's odd to me um if you're in a relationship it's still not not healthy Mm-mm. but i i see it i see it more of people being tracked by their significant others and things like that um in just, some situations it's a safety thing yeah too. exactly um but it, it needs to you need to have boundaries with it and you know it's for safety it's not for you to look at my every move and and ask me where I'm at all the time, you know. Yeah. Like, I think if you're using stuff like that for your kids, like maybe you have teenagers or um, younger children, I think for safety purposes, yeah, that's that's probably perfectly fine. But I think I only share my location with my husband's iPad because my husband is not team iPhone, but he does have an iPad. Make that make sense because he doesn't like Apple products. Ooh. But anyways, <laughs> um he has my location on there because a lot of times like I'm in the community and sometimes for my job, I'm not in the best areas. So it's a complete safety thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's even actually ever looked at it. It's just as if he needs it, he can look at it on his, on his iPad. And then with you, I have my location and in college I was a safety thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, one of my former coworkers, who's one of my really good friends, Laura, we used to work together and we would also sometimes go into not the best neighborhoods and that was a safety thing as well and I think that's the only three people that I have to share my location with mm, I've got my grandma my mom my dad I got a whole list of people <laughs> got the important people yeah exactly, exactly people that you're partially responsible for in some mm-hmm. terms yeah yeah <laughs> I need to know where they are and they need to know where I am sometimes so it's okay oh yeah yeah I feel like it needs to be the biggest thing, it needs to be a safety thing. It mm-hmm. doesn't need to be a means of you tracking other people or controlling other people. Mm-hmm. That's when it's unhealthy. So I wanted to end on a positive note, but also end on a note where we're roping in like the message of God. So God gives us grace. So we need to extend that to others. Our relationships are often reflective of our relationship with Christ. While we need to invest our rela- invest into our relationship with God to grow it, we have times where we're not as close to God. I, I don't care who you are. You could be a nun or a priest. Mm-hmm. You know, our, my pastor at my church has admitted times where he's felt distance from God. We all feel that sometimes. And God doesn't look at us and go, okay, well, you distanced yourself from me. So now you're not worthy of my time and my relationship, or I'm cutting ties with you. He doesn't do that. He extends grace to us because he values our friendship. He values his relationship with us. So if you value your relationship with another person and maybe you're going through a rough patch or maybe 
you're going through something where you're not quite understanding where that person is coming from, give them grace. They're human. They're they're people. They have stuff going on that you cannot see or you don't know about. Give them grace. God gives us grace. He never turns us away. He loves us just the same. Do that to the people in your life that you love unconditionally. What would be your piece of advice for people going through friendships and giving them grace? Before you act, make sure you think about if if you're angry with that person for not um, answering your text or anything, you know, think about, think, think hard about are you just angry and you're about to react to a situation take a deep breath Mm -hmm. give it a couple minutes and 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 maybe you'll think oh you know what maybe they're doing something else maybe something's going on in their life and 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 they can't just get to the phone you don't know everything that's going on in your Mm -hmm. friends lives um behind closed doors lots of stuff happen and, and you don't know everything so yeah give them grace that is true well Michaela thank you for coming on the through every season podcast Michaela is my first in-person guest because she came to Columbus to go to the Morgan Wallen concert with me which was so much fun last night we parted it up with our uh soda Mm -hmm. It was a great time, an exhausting evening, but it was fun. (laughs) It was fun, and it was a concert that we will remember, so that's important too. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Concerts are expensive nowadays, so it's good if you um, remember them, you know, get your money's worth. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) We really, we had a lot of fun, but we hope that you find things from this episode that you can apply to your own life. Because we know, you know, most people in life have have friends. I hope you have friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to go through the waters with them. So, yeah, we hope that you have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon or I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being here. You can listen to the Through Every Season podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Feel free to follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram, and the handles are mentioned in the description of the podcast. Welcome to my family. Thanks for being here.